0: morning church. I trust you all well back home. Like they say if you can't come to church well church will have to come to you. I and the family we miss you all. Um, We can't wait again to gather together as a body of believers in the flesh but we we do miss you all and we we thank you for your prayers and we thank you for your whatsapps and your encouragement as well. Well, please turn with me to Isaiah chapter 38. I'm going to read from Isaiah chapter 38. Isaiah chapter 38, starting at verse 1. In those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die, you shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord and said, Please, O Lord, remember how I have walked before you in faithfulness and with a whole heart And I've done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father. I've heard your prayer. I've seen your tears. Behold, I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you and the city out of the hand of the king of Assyria. And you will defend this city. Verse 7. This shall be the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. Behold, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun on the dial of Ahaz. Turn back ten steps. So the sun turned back on the dial the ten steps by which it had declined. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for another beautiful day. Thank you that we can come together via technology to worship you in spirit and truth that we can come and hear what your word has to say to our minds and our hearts and i pray father we would listen and hear what your word has to say that we would not just hear it and walk away from it but that we would look at ourselves in the mirror and ask what is your word saying to my heart today what can i do to be a doer of your word so father please help me now to be clear and understood Help me to speak the truth in love help me to uh, just just watch over my tongue father as i preach your word and watch over our ears as we listen holy spirit do a great work in me and through me into the lives of Robertson reformed community church and i thank you father for your faithfulness to the church i thank you jesus for the for your faithfulness to the church and i thank you holy spirit to your faithfulness to the church as well it's only by your doing that we still exist And by your doing, we can continue to worship here in Robertson. And we want to give you the praise and thanks. I pray and ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning, I want to look at, can Christians become sick? I did preach on the sermon a long time ago, but I would like to readdress it because there's a lot of confusion out there. You get churches telling you, Christians don't become sick. We get pastors telling us this. We get pastors telling us that that, that we are sick because our faith is weak um, and we are sinning. So can Christians become sick? That's a good question we need to answer. And by the word sick, I mean ill. It means you you could be suffering from a disease or or health problem or even mental illness illness but the question is can christians become sick now i've been following the, the news and um, there is a, a country in africa where the president is telling the people is encouraging the christians and the Muslims that they must continue to pray and go to church in spite of their lockdown he's still encouraging them to gather together go to the mosques go to the churches to quell a Satanic virus that can only be cured by divine intervention. In the churches, he's also chairing the congregations. He's he's telling them that the coronavirus cannot survive in the bodies of the faithful. Coronavirus cannot survive in the body of Jesus Christ. It will burn. And he says, well, this is exactly why I did not panic while taking the Holy Communion. And he says the virus is satanic and therefore cannot thrive in churches. Well, if it cannot thrive in churches, well, then it cannot thrive in my home. I cannot get sick. I'm a Christian. I am the church. And, and you see, when people speak falsely, when people speak not knowing what they know and what they should know from the scriptures, they, they can confuse their people. They can mislead their people. And 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 bring in confusion and fear, and this is the same thing. If if there are churches or pastors teaching that that we cannot get sick, that um, we are weak in our faith, that our faith is small, we're not trusting God, um, that there's some sin in your life, then then they too are going to mislead their people, are going to confuse their people. I mean, is it God's aim to make christians healthy and wealthy now am i saved because i want to be healthy and wealthy is that my reason to become a christian i mean you go to these pastors and you can say pastor sure i have a sore throat this morning can you pray for me no your throat is sore because you gossip too much you slander too much. You maybe speak negatively about me. That's why your throat is sore. There's sin in your life. Or, or you have the coronavirus. And the pastors told you, well, you see, you weren't in church in February and January. Now you have the coronavirus. Uh, you know, what do we do? Yes, we need to pray for these pastors and these churches. But they also need to hear the truth from other pastors. We all need to hear the truth. You know, can Christians become sick? Do we blame something else? And, and you know, these, these churches, they, they, they teach, come to Jesus. He died on the cross for our sins, to bring healing to our marriages, to bring healing to our parenting, to, to bring healing to our bodies, to our businesses. You know, Come to Jesus. He, he's going to improve your life. He, he's going to fix all your problems. Jesus helps us. And, and we turn Jesus into a self-help guru. And, and, and is the message all about self-improvement? And, and yes, God saves us and He can help us in our marriages, in our parenting, in our businesses, in our walk with Him. He can help us. But do we come to God for self-improvement? Do we come to God and all we hear is the pastor tickling our ears from the pulpit saying, You must feel good. You must thrive to be happy. Happy makes you happy. But God wants you to be healthy and strong. Happy is the one who seeks happiness. Now, is that what the Bible teaches us? Didn't Jesus say, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness... Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they will be satisfied. Happy are those who seek after righteousness, so that we can live righteously before our Heavenly Father and honour Him. Pastors who preach like the above, all about self-improvement, to motivate you, to say you must seek after happiness, because happy are those who, who seek happiness... They are misdiagnosing their problem in the church. It's like, I go to a doctor. And I tell the doctor, this is my problem. He diagnoses me. He gives me medicine. And I take it. But two weeks later, I find that he misdiagnosed me. And he gave me the wrong medicine. And what did it do? It made me suffer more. It made me worse. Now, it's the same thing. If these pastors are not faithful to the, the congregation and they tickle their ears and they do not look at the root cause of the problem which is sin and they keep covering it by telling them to feel good and they feed them what they want to hear. They're also going to misdiagnose their congregation. and, and like medicine, it's going to make the people worse. So we need to we need to, we need to come to the scriptures. Can a pastor every Sunday stand up saying, God wants you to be healthy and wealthy. God wants you to give more to the church so he can make you prosperous. Is this really what the scriptures teach? That we can't get sick. We know God because we want to be healthy and wealthy. Now, just before we move on, someone gave three really good reasons why we can become sick. It is because there could be sin in our life. We can become sick because there is sin in our life. In the church of Corinth, before they were coming to the the Lord's Supper, they were abusing it. And it said, that is why many of you are weak and ill and some have died. You can read that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 29 to 30. The other one, God will test you. You get sick, so God will test you. Will you trust in God, or do you run to the physician and trust in him alone and give him all the glory? Now, there's nothing wrong with going to the doctors. We must go to doctors. God has put them there for a reason. But when we get better, do we say, thank you, doctor, and no thank you to God? God will test us. Cursed is the man who trusts in man. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And the third thing is, we don't know why we get sick. We don't know. And we won't know. Job never knew. Why? What happened to him? And Deuteronomy 29 20 says, The secret things belong to the Lord our God. And that's where we must leave it, with God. So God can test us. We can not get sick because there's sin in our lives. God can test us, and we just don't know. So let's let's look at, at at Isaiah chapter thirty-eight. Let's look at this. Let's let's look at Scripture. Let's let's look at and see what God's Word says to us about can Christians become sick. This is where we should always start, with the sacred scriptures, with God's word. So I invite you to turn with me to Isaiah chapter 38. And let's see from Hezekiah's life, let's see if Christians can become sick. And then what do we do? So the first thing that, that, we, that we want to see from Hezekiah's life is, 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 can Christians become sick? And we will see this in Isaiah chapter 38, verses 1 to 8. And, and we, when we read there in verse 1 of Hezekiah 38, in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. Hezekiah is a man of God. Christians are people of God. I'm a man of God. My wife is a woman of God. Hezekiah is a man of God. So can Christians become sick? Yes. We can become sick. We just read that in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 38. Let's say this, no one is exempt from getting sick. We live in a fallen world and it's part of life. Earthquakes, floods, the coronavirus, cancer. It's all part of life. We live in a fallen world. Luke has told us in Acts chapter 14 verse 22, Strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and saying that through many tribulations, we must enter the kingdom of God. Many tribulations tells us that we're going to suffer, that, that we're going to suffer in this world. And suffering can come through death can come through persecutions, can come through wars and it can come through sicknesses like cancer and the Corona virus. Jesus even told us in John sixteen thirty three. He said, in this world you will have tribulation. So we will suffer. We will get sick. And, and sickness can bring upon us suffering. And, and we, we, we know that, 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 that this world is under a curse and out of place. And Christians are part of this world. And therefore we are not exempt from sin's consequences that come from living in a fallen world. I mean, Hezekiah, let's just look at Hezekiah. He's a man of God and he became sick. I mean, before he became sick, he had a royal, a loyal heart. He, he walked with God in truth. He experienced revival in Jerusalem as he used the Torah to restore and transform Jerusalem and the temple. God spoke direct, directly through Isaiah the prophet to him. He experienced answered prayer and expected great things from God. He was a godly man. We know from verse three, if you really want to see there, um, I've walked with you in faithfulness and with whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah becomes sick. Suddenly he becomes seriously sick. Like I said in verse one of Isaiah chapter 38, in in those days, Hezekiah became sick and was at the point of death. I mean, he was told by Isaiah, thus says, The Lord, you see there, thus says the Lord, set your house in order, for you shall die and you shall not recover. He got sick and he was told by God, set your house in order, you shall not die, you shall not recover. This is what God said to him by the prophet Isaiah. Now, we don't want to hear such thing. We go to the doctors, the last thing we want to hear is, you are ill. And you have plus minus six months to live. And a lot of times you say, well, how does the doctor know that? Well, let's listen to the doctor. But we also know who is in control of our illness. We know God is sovereign over our illness. We know the doctor hasn't said, thus says the Lord, you are only going to live for six months. If if God had said that through him, then whoa! We better get down on our knees and do what Hezekiah did. He prayed. But the doctor is just talking from common sense and from experience. But we know, Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, get your house in order. You shall die. You shall not recover. And none of us wants to hear that kind of news. Like I said, he, 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 he was a great man. So what do these pastors, these churches that teach we cannot get sick and we get sick because our faith is weak, our faith is small, not walking closely with God. What do they say about Hezekiah? Is he sick because his faith is weak? Doesn't tell us that. Doesn't tell us he's not walking closely with God. Doesn't tell us there's sin in his life. He gets seriously sick. That's all it tells us he became sick and was at the point of death and and we we need to we need to look and learn from hezekiah why do christians always tell us this why do people always tell us that when we're sick our faith is weak why do they always tell us we're not trusting god enough There is sin in our life. You know, I I was reading through the book of Nehemiah and I'm really encouraged. Nehemiah, we know, is a man of God. He prayed. He trusted in God to answer his prayers, to go to Jerusalem, to build, rebuild the walls and the gates. And God said, I will do this all for you. And he went. But there was an enemy there that that wanted to to stop the work. So Nehemiah prays and he gets all the men together and he says, this is what we're going to do. We're going to carry a weapon in the one hand and we're going to build with the other hand. Is that small faith? Is Nehemiah now lacking faith? Is his faith weak when he's told his God is going to help him and fight his battle? I think we've got it confused. He's not showing a weak faith. He's showing trust in his God and he's showing common sense that if the enemy comes, we are ready. We are prepared. So we must stop using that as an excuse. Your faith is weak. There will be a time and a place to tell someone that. But let's be real. Let's be gentle. Let's be loving. Let's be sensitive to what people go through. I mean, you, like I said, you could get sick because there is some sin in your life. Then you must deal with it. You know what's going on in your heart. God knows. I don't know what goes on in our hearts. I don't know what... Why are you sick at the moment? Why are you you're suffering? But, but God knows. And I think if we're real and honest with God and, we, and, 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 and forgiveness is therapeutic, For, ask God to forgive you. We, we, need to, we need to start becoming wise and, and bring common sense and truth into what we, what we learn from the scriptures. Ezekiah is a great man. He brought revival to Jerusalem. He he, he loved the people. He was respected by the people. And he becomes seriously sick. Are you telling me because his faith is small? Are you telling me because he's weak in faith? Well, we, we, we need to look at Job. Why does God allow this to happen to Hezekiah? Why does God... A lot happened to Job. We know from Job, he was a man that was blameless and upright, who feared God and turned away from evil. He, he, He then suddenly, this righteous man, this man of God, experiences an illness. God strikes him with bodily sickness. He takes away his family. He loses his property. Why? Because Job's faith is small, because Job has sin in his life, because he's not trusting God. He's a righteous man like Hezekiah. He he was a man of God. So why? Why did God bring illness upon Job and illness upon Hezekiah? Well, we have to go to Scripture. God in His sovereign will and purpose does as He pleases. Who are we to question God? Who are we to counsel God? Who are we to actually talk back to God? And if we do, we ask God to forgive us. But Job knew one thing as he suffered. The way that I take when he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. Suffering through an illness should grow us and mature us and transform us more into Christ-likeness. James says, when you come through trials, you will lack nothing. You will mature from them. And Hezekiah matured. He became more courageous and bold for God. Job was refined. He came forth as gold. He he was humbled by all of this. Just read the last from chapter 38 to the end of Job. And you will see this man. God changed his heart and he never knew. He never knew why he suffered so much pain through the loss of possessions and family and through an illness. But we we need to realize this, like someone said, suffering suffering is a great puzzle, so don't even try and work it out, it will bring more suffering. Don't try to work suffering out. Thank you, God. For the suffering you've brought into my life, help me now to trust you. Give me the wisdom to look to you, to seek the things above where Christ is seated. And that's what we should do. We should turn to to Scripture. Because if we've been raised up with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is seated, at the right hand of God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things of the earth. And it's the earthly things that bring so much Fear and confusion. Because we listen to what this person says about this. And what this person is saying. And half the time people are lying. It's fake. Just set your eyes on Jesus. A man of truth. A man of wisdom. Seek the things above. And trust God with what's going on in this world. For you have died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. To know that our life is hidden with Christ in God should bring great comfort. The fact that our lives are hidden with Christ. Means that we are safe in his arms. We are secure. I know when I was doing the Aranquist Cup Last year. And we got caught in some really serious rain. I think we were about 2 kilometers from the top. And all what we wanted to do is get to that hut. Because the hut brought security. And it hit us. ...from the storm. And that's what Christ brings. He brings security. We can hide in Him. And He keeps us secure. He keeps us safe. Just like when a flood comes, you all go to a higher place. Because there you are safe. So let us find comfort in God's Word. Let us go to the Scriptures. Because the Scriptures there... In the Scriptures we can prepare our minds for suffering... And let's not forget, we can also prepare our hearts for suffering. And a lot of time people, Christians, a lot of time Christians will will have suffering in their life, but they don't handle it properly because they've only prepared their mind. They're full of scripture, but they have not allowed that scripture to sink into their hearts where there is joy and peace and self-control and goodness where the heart is the seat of our emotions and feelings, and where we don't, if we don't prepare our hearts, there's no point in preparing our minds. We need to find a balance between the mind and the heart so that we can then walk humbly with God as he brings an illness into our lives. God will bring suffering, but as long as we keep our eyes fixed on Christ Jesus, our sympathizer who can sympathize with us, When we are suffering, if it's with this virus, flu, if it's a migraine, if it's a broken leg or a broken mind or or a life-threatening sickness, we can, by God's grace, endure. Because His grace is sufficient for us. He can comfort us. He can wrap His arms around us and hold us and keep us from stumbling. Provided we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. There's so much of our responsibility as Christians, we must stop sitting back and thinking, let go and God can do it all for me. No, there's a human responsibility and there is a God responsibility. God does his thing when we work out our salvation in, in fear and trembling. And I think I've said that a few times from Philippians. It's a it's a beautiful verse from Philippians chapter 2. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. And he who began a good work in you will perfect it and take you home to Christ. So will we trust? Will we be aware of these pastors and churches that tell us Jesus came to make us whole and he came to free us from sicknesses. He came to bring health and wealth. We have nothing to fear from sickness. As long as we walk closely with him, as long as we keep doing what he's called us to do, as long as we just trust him alone. We, we need to know that we need to go to the scriptures and we need to allow them to, to help us fix our eyes on Jesus. So Christians are not exempt from getting sick. This first thing we, we, we looked at and saw from Hezekiah's life Is that Christians can become sick. They are not exempt from getting sick. No one is exempt from getting sick. We've just witnessed this. Witnessed this in God's word. In the life of Hezekiah. So this first thing that we looked at. And we'll look at the second thing. Lord willing next Sunday. But this first thing that we looked at. From Isaiah chapter 38 verses 1 to 8. To see if Christians can become sick. Well, we can and we will become sick. But will we look to Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter of our faith? Will we lean on him? Will we look to him and his word? Allow him to encourage us because his word is truth. He said that in John 17. Sanctify them in truth because your word is truth. Will we we be encouraged to look to Jesus, our sympathizer, when we are sick? And and align to help us. But will we be like the Bereans? Search the Scriptures. When we're not sure of what someone is saying in, in outside, in, in, even in our church, what I say, let's, let's stick with me. Whatever I say from the Scriptures, you should be like the Bereans and search the Scriptures to see if your pastor is speaking the truth in love with a tender heart. Am I misleading you? And we should do the same when people outside our church tell us things. Search the scriptures like the Bereans to see if they are speaking the truth. They did it with Paul, an apostle. Why don't we do it with me or with other pastors and churches? So will we look to the scriptures to believe that Christians can become sick? Let's pray. Father, we, we want to thank you that we have the truth, the absolute truth, your word is authoritative it is the absolute truth and it is without error and father your word clearly teaches that we can become sick we live in a fallen world no one is exempt so help us father help us to 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 always go to the scriptures and seek your truth so we not so we don't become confused and more fear comes into our hearts and and we struggle more, and anxiety, with anxiety, etc., Father. But help us to find comfort. Let us be like the Bereans. But forgive us, Father, for we don't do this often. We are naive and gullible, and we just believe what He's thrown at us. And we've seen it, Father, in fake news, how we, how we, we don't just sit back and pray about this, and let's just wait before we, we tell people about such news. Let us do a little bit of research. Father, give us wisdom not to run ahead of ourselves, but to trust you and walk humbly with you. We know your word is the truth. Your word is the absolute truth for our lives, so we can walk in truthfulness. So help us, Father, to search the Scriptures daily. Help us to saturate our minds with the Scriptures, so we may not sin against you. So, Father, please forgive us when we don't, when we lean on our own understanding. But Father, be merciful, be gracious to us. Thank you we can learn from your scriptures that it's the truth that we as Christians can become sick. And Father, be merciful to those that are sick. Please comfort them. We know you can heal. If it's your will, you can bring great healing. You are the great physician. So be merciful to those that have a life-threatening illness. Be merciful to those that get the coronavirus, that that are older, that, that their lungs might pack in. Have mercy upon us and have mercy upon them, Father. Help us to be men and women of prayer and, and keep praying as we go through this really difficult, painful time of uncertainty. Yeah, with this lockdown. Father, we thank you that we, our hope is in you and we can look to you, that we can look to Christ Jesus, our faithful mediator, who intercedes for us, who helps us. I pray and ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Please look, at, look with me. I invite you to turn with me to Revelation as I close with a benediction. To Him who loves us. Well, let me start again. Revelation chapter 1, verse 5. To Him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by His blood and made us a kingdom, priests to God and Father, to Him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And God's people say, Amen.